Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Right before that happened, Dr. Mary said, oh, the abrupt end. Yes. You know, someday at some point, I will have the time in my life to figure out how to slowly transition that out. That time is not today. So welcome to Daily Dose. It's our first guest Thursday back after our five-week hiatus, Dr. Mary. Yes, it is. Uh, I had to sort of re-remind myself, maybe that's redundant, how to even sort of do this whole thing again with a guest because it feels like it's been a really does, long, time like a long time since Michelle Ferris joined us at the end of July. So uh, we're glad that you are here and we know that you are going to enjoy our guests. So let's just jump right into bringing Mary Lou Bowie right onto the screen with us. Hello, Mary Lou. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Oh, we're thrilled we're to have so you with us. Where are we talking to you from, Mary Lou? I'm actually right now in Port St. Lucie, Florida. How lovely for you. Is it 12 million degrees there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty in the for you, but we can never top Florida. No, I don't I wouldn't even try. No. Well, we're really excited to have you with us, Mary Lou. We were introduced to you through our former guest, Larendy Ruse, and she just said that we would be a great connection. And when you and I talked in July, I very quickly agreed. So let's start with your story. What's your journey, Mary Lou, to how you ended up with us on Daily Dose today? Okay, great. I'm just so happy to be here and um, on this journey with you guys. And you guys look so great and refreshed, I just have to say. I'm happy to be the first one. Thank you. <laughs> from your vacation. Yay. Yes, thank so, you. It's a good break. My story, my story is I, I grew up in Miami, Florida, and um, my parents were alcoholic. Mm. My dad was um, you know, pretty rageful and abusive. And uh, yeah, you want the story, that's the story. So I grew up, um, you know, pretty damaged, pretty damaged from that being, I was like the third child. And uh, um, yeah, so there was a lot to overcome, but you know, I wanna just start right out of the gate to say that's a gift. Mm. I have to say that that's a gift and that formed me to be who I am now today. So, so that's my story and I worked through a lot of things and I've learned a lot of things. And I guess the, the greatest gift I could say of my dad's alcoholism, because, you know, addiction does just run in my family. You know, I've, had, I've struggled with my own um, addictions with like codependency and uh, overeating and, and spending and things like that. Um, and then it's also like the, the, all, the mental addiction of actually feeling inferior or less than growing up feeling um, like, you know, I just don't have what it takes to go out there in the world and just be, uh, uh, you know, okay, <laughs> okay yeah. in the world or okay in my own skin or okay 
with myself. So, so the journey, you know, it's, it's been difficult, but it's been so worth it. Just, you know, finding people like you, finding people like Lorendi, finding people that, you know, have made a decision to overcome it. You know, it's not going to own me. I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim of the world I see. So that kind of segues, you know, into Course in Miracles. And so I'll jump forward. I'll, I'll just go ahead and jump a lot forward. I was married. I had two kids. Uh, I have two wonderful boys. Um, and I worked at the phone company for 28 years and retired. And and my life still wasn't working. You know, I was still getting into relationships that were very uh, devastating for me. I ended up back at my childhood home in my early 50s, um, helping my dad with stage four terminal lung cancer. So it's like I moved back into the same room that I grew up in, same house. And at that point, I started uh, 12-step recovery, which for me was adult children of alcoholics. Yeah. And I met a therapist that uh, specialized in that, had a father like mine. And um, she really taught me how to love myself. So that's kind of what I want to bring. You know, I want to bring the gift I want to give is, yeah, we're lovable. We're very, very, very lovable. And, and there's a choice we can make. So the choice is, am I going to stay stuck in the fear and the stuff and the mire? Or am I going to, you know, choose to know the truth of who I am, you know, that I am, I am love and, and I can, you know, and it's, it's a big choice. It takes a lot of willingness. It takes, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of, you know, introspection and willingness to get help and reach out. And, you know, what I guess I would say to people in between my story is that don't ever give up, never give up on yourself. No matter what you're going through, no matter how difficult the struggle may seem or how those those tapes keep playing in your mind that, oh, I'm not worthy. Let me, you know, have another drink or have another bite or have another whatever it is that, you know, another relationship, more sex, whatever, whatever it is that's, you know, that we think might fill that hole, you know, there's more. <laughs> than that you know there's goodness and and love and there's so much help if you want it there's help everywhere if you want it all all types of all types of every uh, to me i would say look on every street corner you can find if you're wanting to make a shift and make a change and go deeper into you know understanding the dynamics maybe of why you know your life isn't working so I went back to my childhood home and um, I, I really, you know, came to understand like two and two equals four. So for me that I was raised in an alcoholic home, this is this is more than likely how my life was going to turn out with a lot of um, quote failures. Mm -hmm. And um, and I did a lot of work there, a lot of the 12 step work, a lot of deep work in therapy also and trying like I had no voice as a teenager I mumbled you know because my dad was he just shamed me and told me to shut up and I was stupid and you know um, so I kind of grew up like not being able to express myself or know myself or know how I felt you know or 
um, understand how to be in a relationship or, you know, a relation. So I had to learn to be in a relationship with myself, you know, and love myself. So I, I did, um, I did the 12 step, the adult children of alcoholics, and I like immersed myself in it. So I did it for like four years straight of weekly therapy, group therapy meetings, that, that wonderful group became my family and it was fabulous. And then I kind of segued from that to the Course in Miracles. And um, I found that that uh, it's all about, you know, there's two thought systems, the thought system of fear and the thought system of love mm -hmm. and how to, you know, recognize which one I really want to hang out in. So, so I, I found this nice little group and I had a life coach in his name. He ran the group started the group, John Harold Moore, he's a wonderful life coach. And um, I did a lot of work with him. He does family constellations, which is a beautiful healing modality. I did a lot of that work. And um, then I just wanted more of the Course in Miracles. So I found out about this uh, Course in Miracles, basically spiritual college called Pathways of Light. And I took that and I didn't really want to become a minister. That wasn't my goal was to become a minister. And I really don't consider myself one, but I wanted to learn the course. And so mm -hmm. that taught me the course. And I had a couple wonderful facilitators that took me through there's workbooks and meditation, meditation, uh, CDs, it's experiential. And it's so interesting because, you know, I kind of dropped out of everything that I high school dropped out, you know, the 70s, a hippie child, you know, um, dropped out of college. And, you know, and my mom and dad did go to college. So my mom was her, her, her kind of dig was, if you just go to college and did, get a degree, then everything is fine in your life. And she would never let me forget that ever on any visit, you know, and I it was like, I didn't know how to say to my mom, you know, that's not everything in life. You know, I, I really was had no voice with my parents. I was that intimidated. And it took a lifetime to to understand that. So here I go to Pathways of Light and I get a degree. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, in the Course of Miracles. I got a degree in love, if you put it that way. Choosing love. And it's so interesting, the dynamics, because my, my parents just were like, you know, my dad was passed by then and my mom was probably too old to really understand. But, you know, they always kind of poo-pooed anything that was spiritual, even though my dad did get sober. When I was 18, he got into AA. Thank you, God. Wow. Sober. So that did change my life in a lot of ways. But he didn't really stop his raging and his criticism and his demeaning and and I understood the roles and, you know, I got to really learn the textbook roles of the alcoholic family, like certain children, one's a hero, one's a scapegoat, da, da, da. I was a scapegoat. So, so I really understood that, you know, and that dynamic and how, you know, I could turn that on myself. So, so recovery, the course of miracles, life coaching with Alan Cohen, I, I always had a desire to be a life coach. And I graduated this June. Yeah, this June I graduated um, from that. And he's also, it's based on the Course in Miracles. Okay. Um, holistic life coaching. And I got to go to Lake Tahoe for a retreat. Oh, um, nice. 
advanced life coaching retreat with Alan Cohen. I came for transformation with that program and I feel I got the transformation. Not that there's always more because, you know, for me, there's, there's, there's just, that's the way I find life that there's, there's always more. It's not as hard for sure. I'm able much more to have a voice. In -hmm. fact, I think that because my voice was diminished as a child, now that I have a voice, I have a lot to say. So (laughs) a lot of what I have to say is very, very important and worthy and true. You know, it's really true about loving ourselves, accepting ourselves, you know, believing in ourselves, wanting to heal those places where we kind of go around the loop over and over again and get stuck or whatever. So I kind of think, yeah, I spent six years. I, I was only going to go help my dad and mom for like three months. <laughs> and I was in a relationship, but it was my bottom and that fell apart. And, um, and another gift. So, you know, these are gifts and, um, yeah. So then I, uh, here with you guys. <laughs> well, well that's a journey. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I'm I'm listening to you talk and I'm thinking just how how powerful it has the potential to be for someone in our audience, whether they're watching it now or watch it later, to see and hear you say, I was powerless and I had no voice. And now to see and look at you today, and if that person is feeling now like you felt then to realize that there is a path out of that, that you don't have to be what you have been told you are. You get to redefine yourself if you're willing to do the work and you're able to find the people who can walk beside you on this journey. You don't have to be what someone tells you you are you can change that exactly exactly and and thank you thank you dana and let me finish up a little bit so to you know fast forward so it was 11 years that i didn't i wasn't in a relationship you know i that the relationship was my bottom and um I mean, then I get with all these beautiful people like Alan Cohen, and I work with another beautiful um, minister, Maria Felipe. And they, you know, I I love working one-on-one with different people because that's what I want to do. So I want to see how they uh, facilitate. And they helped me to like really decide, you know, that I want a relationship, that I want to be in a relationship. So it's actually more than just the two of them, but I risked, I risked and I got on eHarmony and it was almost a year and I, there was, I, I dated, but I didn't find anybody. And then, and then I was ready to give up. I had my profile hidden and I was having my one-on-one with Alan Cohen. That was part of the six months life coaching. You know, he's written like 30 books, but anyway, he got me to see where, you know, I was still in that mindset of, wow, if I get in a relationship, I'm really going to get hurt. Mm. I've lost houses and furniture and, and, you know, repeatedly, right, in my lifetime. So 
he said, like, Mary Lou, the question is, is will you let somebody in? Well, I, I, while I was on with him, I yeah. opened it up. I opened up. I opened up the profile. And, and so there was Chester. So now I'm in a relationship with Chester for like, what, seven months. And he's got 25 years in AA. And and so so it's a whole different dynamic now. You know, like I thought I was OK, single and, you know, going through life single and pretty happy and then and then now a relationship um is you know wonderfully and beautifully bringing more to the surface because he um is a little bit like my dad and resembles my dad and so things things are like oh boy it's still there <laughs> yeah. at a different level you know at a different deeper 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 level and it's so amazing to say well you know it doesn't really have anything to do with him <laughs> he's just the instrument you know of of my of my healing so i'm very grateful uh to be in a relationship with him and um just discovering that you know love is love is possible it's not you know if you've been burned or if you've been hurt or if you've been um you know you feel hopeless it's not it's not, it's not, it's absolutely 100% not true. Boy, I can't imagine the people who uh, sit with you or who engage with you, either in your one-on-one -on -one work or in, in situations like this, who walk away and have, have real hope for the first time in maybe their whole lives. You radiate such an unbelievable um glow of calm and and invite invited love it's it's really you're kind of extraordinary to me mary lou thank you yeah, yeah. i agree with that completely thank you guys thank I, you so I, I mean i i think what we know from from the work that we have done is just it's so easy to feel like you're the only person who's experienced this. You're the only broken person. You're the only one who has lived this life. And so you can't tell anybody because nobody will understand. And the more we isolate in that belief system, which by the way, isn't right, but the more we isolate in that, the less opportunity we have to say to somebody else, I see you and I'm here because I have been yeah. where you are. And so the hopelessness just continues to snowball into this kind of epic cycle because we all are so certain we're alone when in actuality, if we could be in community, then someone could say, boy, Mary Lou, my dad was a rageful alcoholic too. And I'm not at a place yet where I think I deserve love. Help me figure that out what a difference the world would be if we could just be open and honest about what we've struggled with. Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely true. Yeah. And um, thank you. So, you know, I love when people are real. I just love when people are real and they share real, you know, this is, so I'll just, if it's okay, I'll share a recent real uh, struggle that I had. So, um, so I wanted to get a new car and, um, 
my history with cars with my dad was <laughs> he put me in these you know as a teenager and it was just like you know not safe cars and and you know in, okay just insanity so needless to say oh I didn't know it you know because I'd still had this I've been driving this car for 11 years it's good everything's fine and go to buy a new car and decide that I need you know I was worthy of a new car because my dad would you would never buy a new car you would buy used um no warranty <laughs> so in the process of of just shopping for the car you know with chester i just like i had a meltdown i um he, yeah i i misread his signals i thought he wanted me to buy this car right on the spot the very first one we looked at on the lot and and later on, while we were talking about it, he said, wow, your 13 year old came out. He goes, mm -hmm. you were just, I don't even remember saying this to him. He, he said, I kept asking what I did wrong. What, ha what have I done wrong? You know, and so we kind of got, you know, got through that and shopped some cars. And then when it actually, the car came in that I wanted from the dealership that I wanted, and we went to pick it up and go do the deal um the first thing that happened was my insurance card had gotten wet so it wasn't valid to look at then i couldn't bring it up on the phone the app right so i'm having this internal you know in front of uh chester and the salesman i'm having this internal unworthiness yeah you're feeling stupid yeah yeah and you know and then and then like Chester grabs my phone. Oh, let me try it. You know, and then he gets frustrated and it's an Android. It's not an iPhone. That whole deal of, you know, if, if I'm super rich or whatever, the whole, you know, whatever your story tells you, mine told my story or the lies. Not, not that there's anything wrong with being rich or having money, you know, or having the perfect body and staying young. But those were the, like the three deals if you're rich, if you have money, then, you know, you're not going to have any problems. Well, I've struggled financially, you know, uh, over the years. So, you know, I'm just going to say it. I've had a bankruptcy. I'm just going to say it. I'm not ashamed. Okay. Mm. So, but my credit was pretty good. Not that good, you know, but when we got in there, it just, it was my own internal judge self judgments that I was like projecting out on Chester that he was, you know, uh, judging me, him and the finance guy or him and the salesman. And by the time I got out of there and got in the car, I, I had just totally like gone into another, you know, well, mm -hmm. shame spiral or whatever. I was like, I have to get away. I was saying it was all him that he was doing these things to me and making me feel this way. But really, in reality, it was my own self-judgment. It was my own stuff that was, you know, coming up. And what's very, very beautiful in my life right now is um, my oldest son, Neil, who I love very much, happened, you know, he's in recovery also. Okay. So Chester has helped him tremendously just recover from a relapse. And I have to leave because I can't deal with, you know, I've got this brand new car. We're supposed to be celebrating. I'm like, get me the F out of here. I can't take it. 
And so my son, Neil and Chester go out to dinner and my son gets to explain to Chester, like, this is what's happened to her. This is what her father did to her. Like when it came time for the warranties, you know, I couldn't even make a decision because we weren't allowed to, you know, just, you know, a rage over a warranty, a rage. If you walk on a car dealers, you know, can't go on a new, new car lot. That's the end of the world. So it was just like, and God will like in me, for me, I, it's like kind of, you kind of, I kind of get set up with these things so that, wow, they're still there. They're still on a very, very unconscious level. Yeah. Those thoughts are still there unconsciously driving the bus. So this is where some of the deeper work uh, pathways, you know, of light has, you know, we have this healing modality called accessing inner wisdom counseling, where you, it's just a guided meditation, but it takes you very deep into what's really, what are the, what are the thought clusters that you don't even know you know, that, that, that I don't even know that I can't even walk into a dealership, you know, and, and come out smiling, you know, to me, it's amazing, but, and I don't expect anybody to get it that has not had an abusive childhood or anything like that, because for instance, Chester hasn't. So he, he's like, you know, well, what do I do when she gets into one of these he calls it an episode, but um, so just to let love in, just to let love in and just to be able to have some type of healing modality, a, a balm, you know, a soothing, a relaxing, a, a way of, you know, that's where your support system comes in. Like, mm-hmm. help, you know, I'm a hot mess, you know, and it's okay to be a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think... Uh, in listening to your story, I, I did not grow up in an abusive childhood. I had a spectacular childhood. Um, and when Maz was drinking, there was also no abuse. So that has never been a piece of my story. But I can relate to that unconscious uncovery of long, old, old, old beliefs or old stories that we're telling ourselves because someone said them to us or however that is. I I don't think you have to have lived with true abuse to have that. I mean, I, I think if you stopped the average person on the street and said, tell me, tell me a childhood memory, any childhood memory, I, I'm going to wager that most people would hearken to something painful. Yes. Something yeah. painful that happened in school, some, yeah. something that happened that was embarrassing or that they perceived as a failure, because that's what we tend to focus on, even if it was not our lived experience on a regular basis. Um, that triggering thing, it doesn't matter how much work you do, right. you can move away from it. But you, I don't think you ever move entirely from it because it was your experience. So how can you... How can you divorce yourself from something that was a piece of who you've become? Um, and then the other thing I want to say is, as, as you were talking, I was thinking about a program that I'm part of called the, the Whole Health Lab um, and a, a EMDR session, Eye Movement Rapid Desensitization, I think it's called. Um, and I, I, I was doing this work with a... Um, counselor 
And she said, I, I mentioned something that was very traumatic to me. And she said this to me, she said, can you put it, put that feeling on a leaf, a beautiful little leaf and just watch mm. it float up the river. And so it's a little bit like your modality of, you know, guided meditation and all of that, but I still have the feeling, but it doesn't press on me the way that it did because I have released it up the river. Yeah. Um, so I can still see it, but it's it's not ruining my life the way it kind of was ruining my life. Exactly. And I think there's such, that's a pretty simple little thing and it's not gonna necessarily work the first time you try it. And you might have to remind yourself of it over and over and over again but it's not because you're broken or because you are unlovable. It's just because it's been your lived experience. Right. And yeah. it's been a reality for you, whether it was actually a reality or not, it has been your reality for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And um, that's really awesome. And I love that. I really, I, I really I love too. that. Cause we can lighten it up a lot. Yeah. You know, we can lighten it up a lot. And, and we can lighten it up so much, you know, like, um, you know, one of the assignments I had at Pathways was to rewrite, they call it rewrite your script. Mm -hmm. So I rewrote my story, you know, that was one of my assignments. And in my when rewriting my story, I was an only child and I was just loved and loved and loved and I was never criticized and I was, you know, I was perfect in school and I graduated cum laude and I got this great, you know, job, but, but see, like even talking, like just even sharing that my heart, you know, my heart gets lighter, 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 lighter. So you were talking about, you know, light and, and so we can transform. Yes. 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 That was what I experienced, but but we can so transform it that that we have a whole different experience mm -hmm. yeah and choice you know yeah and and you know what is love what really is love you know and 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 love is well an energy a positive energy a feeling love is uh, innocence, love is forgiving, you know, love embraces all things, but also love is going to want to look at some stuff too. You know, we want, we can't like, we're not going to do the Pollyanna and, you know, conflict has to be looked at, has to be resolved. So, so yeah. And I think whatever modality, whatever path, honor that whatever path that you're on, or if you're not on a path, you're on your own path. It's just, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mary Lou, this has been yes. about the calmest 30 minutes of my entire <laughs> life. I was thinking this has actually been a real calm conversation. Yeah, so thank I, you for that. My breathing feels very regulated. My body is relaxed. It's been a really lovely chance to, um, you are very Journey good at your you. job. Let's yeah. Put it. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, you so thank much. You. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing um, both painful and healing moments 
Um, and, and I think most importantly, for, for sharing the fact that even though you are in the healing phase of your life, there is still pain that emerges and it doesn't need to derail you. It, it's just another opportunity to dig even deeper, to do exactly. more work and to lean harder into love and acceptance. Exactly. Wow, Mary Lou, what a gift. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Fantastic. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for the work that you do. Thank you for having me on. Well, it was, it was our life. gift. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Everybody else, um, I'm not sure what Tuesday is going to look like. I'm going to be out of the house. So um, we'll do something on Tuesday, but I don't know what. So I guess just hold tight for Tuesday. Next Thursday will be a pre-recorded podcast conversation that you will not want to miss. So that'll be posted on Thursday. And then we will be back live following Tuesday, the 20th. So we will see you soon. Mary Lou, thanks, thanks again so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have an excellent day. Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L.com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.